Hello and welcome back to the Icelandic Roundup. My name is Josiane Gatins. I'm a journalist with the Reykjavik Grapevine. I'm joined by Valer Gretesen. Hello, hello. This is our third episode. This one is a little bit different actually. I don't know if you can notice uh, any difference to the sound. Hopefully not, but we are actually stuck in the home of week. <laughs> We're in a hotel room right now. Um, our car broke down yesterday, so we are we're we're yeah. fine. It's all good, but we're bringing you uh, the the Icelandic roundup from somewhere else today. Yeah, the weather is also wonderful, by the way. So we can tell you exactly how the weather is in the, the <laughs> northwest of Iceland, close to the Vestfjords. Uh, it couldn't be better, to be honest. No, it's, it's yeah, there's worse places to get stuck, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so on the news today, we are going to go over um, the municipality votes. Um, there's going to be an election uh, in the sort of council elections in Iceland. We're also going to tell you about a new dictionary and bring you an update on the situation with Iceland uh, welcoming refugees from Ukraine. So... Sure, and don't forget uh, the volcano. There was a huge uh, birthday party yeah. uh, last weekend. Happy birthday, volcano. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we start talking of volcanoes, it's really important that we mention our sponsors who are Lava Center. Now, if you're interested in volcanoes in Iceland, this is the place to go. Right, definitely. Uh, as well as Lava Rental, is, is a uh, car rental. Yes, they are uh, not related, just no. have a similar name. <laughs> have a similar name, but... Uh, they are also wonderful. So if you if you're traveling around Iceland, then definitely check this both of these out. Yes, um, but, and they are not the people who uh, gave us the car that broke down. <laughs> and, and it's no nobody's fault, by the way. It's just no, it's just, just cars, cars and and rough roads. It's all all icy right now. Yes. So anyway, let's go into the news. So uh, there there was actually. Uh, preliminary at the independence party and and all of the parties in iceland have actually now uh, had their preliminaries to uh what do you call it like prepare for the for the city council election which will be held in may so basically these these votes are within the parties yeah uh, right and they are to decide the candidates that are going to be put forward for the council elections is that right exactly so if you're for example living in iceland uh, and you're registered in the, in the party and keep in mind you can actually register in whatever party you want to <laughs> you can be in all of them uh, or none of them <laughs> Uh, and if you're in one of them, it's impossible to, <laughs> to like get out of it. <laughs> it's like the mafia or something. You have to send them an email and call them and remind them half a year later or so on. Uh, but the, yeah, the Independence Party is the biggest party in Iceland. It's uh, both national like and as well as when it comes to these uh, smaller uh, towns in Iceland. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're not uh, governing in 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 Reykjavik. We we have like a coalition there with many parties actually. Uh, and it's, it's a bit like from the middle to the left. Okay. So the independence party, are, are like they have been going through a pretty like interesting phase. They they haven't been in, uh, in like ruling, not ruling. What do you say? Like they haven't been governing uh, mm -hmm. in the city mm -hmm. council yes. in Reykjavik for years. I think it's it's been now uh, since two thousand and seven, if my memory is right. Right. Okay. So they so. Now they have a new face, a new person, which is a pretty young woman, Hildur Björstóttir is her name. Uh, she, she won the first seat after a pretty hard fight with another uh, contestant. Uh, and that one, that woman ended up in the second place, actually. And it's, it's a remarkable. Uh, so she's also in, like a new face in the politics when it comes to the independence party. Okay. Uh, some of this is interesting because it was not only in Reykjavik, but it was also like... A, 
past weeks. There have been like other same preliminaries in other towns. And for example, the uh, the Independence Party in Hafnafjörður, as well as Kópu, the mm -hmm. biggest towns in Hafnafjörður, and Reykjavík, all of them are, the first seat is with, a, with women. Okay, so it's, uh, it's that's a, always nice. <laughs> yeah, right, and it, it's interesting because it's only 10 years since all of this were men, always. Yeah, yeah. So there have been like quite a, a changes when it comes to this. Uh, the Independence Party, of course, uh, stands strong. I mean, they they are always the biggest party actually in the city council. Okay. Uh, and but they never get the coalition because they have like six, seven men. But uh, the majority you need twelve to get the majority, twelve like city council members. Yeah. And those are like uh, uh, is the. There are so many parties. They're like the Pirate Party, Vildirest, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, I, I don't remember how that is in English actually. <laughs> uh, and then you have, uh, have uh, the, the Social Democrats, they're the biggest one in that coalition, like okay. the, they're the next biggest party, and so on. It's like, uh, it's, it's complicated, but it is, yeah, and the left greens, of course. Uh, it's going pretty well. Also, like the biggest changes right now, like according to the polls, is actually that the, the Progressive Party is actually in, like they have ten percent uh, in in the polls. In the polls, okay. Uh, but they haven't been in city council with a member since probably the same era, like from two thousand six or seven. Okay. So so and the Progressive Party is now one of the biggest parties in the nationals, but uh, like the people in Reykjavik, they they are not a fan of this party for a few reasons. It's mm -hmm. like it's always like it is considered as like a country party like the party of farmers and okay, such yeah uh, and uh, like the, the interest of the people of Reykjavik is not much with farmers and <laughs> such. yeah it's not it's not farming farming country no, right um so okay newbie question because i've not been in iceland for that long yeah um these council elections that are taking place in may is it just for Reykjavik or is it all over the country all over the country uh and uh, for example like immigrants are not that uh, like immigrant in iceland and don't vote that much it's, it's actually pretty similar to other countries as i understand it uh, but uh, not sure. Uh, but they are like when it comes to the smaller communities, they mm -hmm. actually are. They tend to vote much more, like in in masses. Sure. Uh, but when it comes to Reykjavik, it's very different. Um, yeah, and we should mention as well um, because I think a lot of people don't know, and this is one of the issues with um, um, immigrants voting in Iceland. Mm -hmm. I think I don't think it's very clear to people when they can and cannot vote. Yeah. So if you're uh, not a citizen of Iceland, you're not eligible to vote in the national elections, but you mm -hmm. are eligible to vote in these um, municipality elections as long as you have been living here, registered as living here for five years, or if you're from a Nordic nation for three years. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to go through any process to register, you'll automatically be on the electoral roll mm. if you are, you know, registered as, as living here. And it is one of the reasons why it's very important to keep your address up to date on the, the, the registry system here. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have been living here for five years, then you're eligible to vote and you should, yeah, uh, find out about it and exercise your democratic right, basically. Right. And if you want to know more about this, you can go to a homepage called Fjölmenningarsetur, which is an impossible name for anyone, <laughs> so we'll put it in the de description. In English, it's the Multicultural Information Centre, and they have lots of information about 
how this uh, electoral system works, who the parties are, how you can vote. It's really useful resource mm -hmm. if you're an immigrant in Iceland. And one more thing, and this is actually uh, pretty, I love this about Iceland, it's like uh, the uh, the absentee voting. Uh, okay. We're going to have, that's going to start in 15th of April, just like three weeks from now. Uh, and you can do this uh, at any time, more or less. Uh, we're not sure where it will be. It will be announced when when it's closer to to it. Right. But uh, it tends to be like in the mall or something like that. It's like in a very uh, like uh, accessible places. Okay, so this so, is like an early voting system, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like uh, you remember, like Donald Trump hated the the postal voting. <laughs> this is that, but you have to kind of just come there, uh, and and you can do it way before. Iceland has started to do this in much more than we used to do. Okay. Uh, so you can go to a place and you can just vote, uh, and it's no problem. And the, here's the, the the brilliant element: if you actually change your mind, like from the 15. You can actually go again on the like on the voting day really? and, and change your vote. Like, change, uh, but you have to, you have to let them know, uh, of course, and so on. <laughs> you don't get two votes. <laughs> no, no, you can. It's not two votes, but you can change your vote. So That's really interesting. Okay, well, we'll talk more about this as well uh, as we get closer to the date. Yeah. Maybe explain a little bit more about who the parties are and um, what what they're sort of running for, particularly in Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, um, let's move on and talk a little bit about the situation with Ukrainian refugees coming to Iceland. Yes. So um, as of the 19th of March, I think there are 238 who have now applied for uh, asylum in Iceland. Um, there are plenty more coming. We're expecting about 1,500 in the coming weeks. Yes, at least. Yes. Um, and uh, there's been an incredible response, I think you could mm -hmm. say. Like, uh, people have just been so welcoming and generous. Um, and that's been at kind of all levels. So the Red Cross shop at Plemmer, if any of you have been there, it's uh, closing temporarily to become a clothing distribution centre. Mm -hmm. um, and this is obviously set to, people, set to help people who have had to flee their homes without any luggage and yeah. any clothing. Um, there's also uh, a university, uh, where is it? This is in the countryside somewhere. Yeah, it's the University of Bivrust. Bivrust is the, the bridge actually in the, in the old Nordic mythology, like where you to, to like go to the to Valhalla. Wow. You, would, you would take that bridge or, or the okay. gods would go take the bridge to come to Earth. <laughs> it's actually a, quite a smart name for a university, in my opinion. But it's, it's close to Borgarnes. Okay, uh, yeah. Borgarnes is like one and a half hour away from Reykjavik. Uh, and or the, and this place is one and a half hour from Reykjavik, and these are what was it like? Uh, quite a few apartments that they are. Yeah, it's uh, sixty nine rooms and right. seventeen apartments for the re reception of refugees from Ukraine. Exactly. So yeah, um, the the rector of the school who's kind of put this forward as an idea has mm -hmm. been, um, you know, felt that it was very important. He said that the most important task is to create peace and security. Mm -hmm. um, there's obviously a lot of preparation that the students and the staff yeah. there need to do, but everybody seems to be very up for it. It's yeah. a very uh, welcoming situation. So that's kind of amazing, right? Right. The only the only downside here is like it, it's pretty like remote. It's uh, it, like there's not much there. <laughs> so I mean. But it's, it's nice and it's peaceful yeah. and that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, another thing that's quite interesting is that, I, I don't know if many of our listeners will know this, but um, Iceland is really strict when it comes to importing animals. Mm -hmm. um, really strict uh, rules about what countries ca you can and can't import animals from. Um, and also there's a really uh, tight, like, 
uh, isolation, mm -hmm. quarantine, that's the word I'm looking for, um, system for when you bring pets, for instance, into the country. And uh, historically, Ukraine, you weren't allowed to bring any animals, any pets uh, from Ukraine to Iceland because there's a really high instance rate of rabies there, mm -hmm. which is a disease that uh, Iceland doesn't have any cases of at all. <clears throat> so um, that, that's been the case for years. But um, the government here has decided to lift this ban yeah. for refugees coming from Ukraine um, and allowing them to bring pets. They still have to quarantine for yeah. a long time. It's yeah. for something like three months. Yeah. But it's a really, um, you know, obviously there are very important things going on in terms of people's lives and safety. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have Polly in the office. We yeah. don't want to leave her anywhere. <laughs> right. I think it's a lovely a human warm yeah. gesture to offer to people it's it's very nice it's, it's incredible but yeah they have to quarantine for quite a long time this have also been uh, controversial if it's if it's actually necessary to do it for such, such a long time yeah but Icelanders are very stressed when it comes to uh, like any animal sickness we have uh, gone through some of these when it comes to our like seeps and so on mm -hmm. so it's, it's it's no joke for us actually yeah and finally um about a uh, hundred million uh, kroner, uh, Icelandic kroner, has now been donated to the Icelandic Red Cross fundraiser to support the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Of this, one couple, one anonymous couple, have yeah. donated 30 million. Right. Which is an it's, astonishing amount of money. It's quite something. Icelanders are, like, I mean, very sympathetic when it comes to this. And this has been going better than anyone would actually expect it. It just shows once again how much unity is going on, not only like like you can go on, on to the political level and find the unity between mm -hmm. like the, the, the Western countries and NATO and EU and so on. And that, down to like just simple like uh, societies like Reykjavik, where mm -hmm. like people are just all joining together to, to help out somehow. So it's, it's, it's a pretty magnificent <laughs> to see this. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Obviously, there's um, still a lot going on in terms of the actual situation in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, I think as well, if you missed our last episode where we interviewed our intern, Irina, who is just an amazing person. She came here from Ukraine before the war started and has since been watching it develop from overseas. Definitely go back and check out that episode. She just explains it so mm -hmm. succinctly and, you know, has a real personal connection, obviously. So we're, we're obviously very invested in it as well. <laughs> um, and we'll keep bringing you updates as things go. So let's go to the volcano. Yeah, happy birthday, volcano. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one year old. Uh, it erupted the 19th of March uh, last year. And was a pretty nice turning point for us, at least for those that were watching our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, and you can actually see now, like we have a very nice show, like a documentary almost about our experience when it was when we were there. You can see that, of course, on our YouTube. Uh, but the thing is, like uh, everybody's just uh, in Icelandic media. They have, they have been like geologists, and and many have been talking about the, this. Uh, volcano and like what you see most often is that how unusual it was it was uh, how it was like uh, uh, like versatile mm -hmm. if that's a good word for it yeah it was it changed hugely it, over yeah. the, the course of its lifespan exactly and and also it was very just unpredictable in so mm -hmm. many ways mm -hmm. which also tells us because 
we are uh, we, we know that we're going to have another uh, eruption there within probably 20 years and uh, just not there perhaps just uh, some some somewhere around uh, in the same area though yes so it, it's going to be interesting and, and there are a lot of new things that they were discovering the geologists they were using like different uh, ways to to observe it and mm -hmm. they were going deeper into this at least they got like a whole lot of experience out of it yeah and also it was like wasn't it the first volcano since just the drone was invented or something in iceland yeah so suddenly <laughs> there's like you know overwhelming amounts of aerial footage which yeah. i'm not complaining about it's oh, exactly. beautiful it's yeah. the first time we basically just saw a volcano in such a beautiful way. I don't know. It was interesting. Just just that detail. In totally. <laughs> and I mean, it just even, you know, people talk about this a lot, calling this the kind of the, the tourist volcano. And, mm -hmm. and it really was. It was in this super accessible location, really. I mean, it was a bit of a hike at first, but yeah. they set up paths really quickly. It was close to Reykjavik, but it wasn't going to, it wasn't endangering any major infrastructure. No. And it, you know, when it started, it was so cute. Like yeah. it was just <laughs> tiny and adorable yeah. and you could get very close to it. And so people had a very kind of personal relationship with the volcano. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Which is something that I think we tried to, to capture in this, this documentary series that we're yeah. uh, releasing. So the first episode of that is up now, if you want to go and check it out. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. I think we yeah. were... It's also fun to go over the, these events and especially, for example, these earthquakes before. Yeah. How annoying they were. <laughs> I, I've forgotten all about it. But it was like, it was literally like living in a, I wouldn't say like a war zone, but it was like we're always waiting for the next bomb to fall yeah, or something. Yeah, it was very, I mean, okay, like dramatic much, yeah, but, you okay, know, okay. but like it was, it was stressful. <laughs> it was, they were very unpredictable and you were just kind of, I think it's that not knowing when they're going to happen, you're kind of always a little bit on edge waiting yeah. for the next one. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm glad that that stage is over, but I have to say, I do miss the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I, I miss the hike actually. Yeah. The hike was, was so lovely. I was so fit. <laughs> <laughs> no longer. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of things released. There's been, um, there's been a lot of celebrations. Uh, definitely check out our documentary. Check out, there's been, uh, um, what was the name of the one that you were in, Valor, as well? Uh, Fire, Fire in Iceland. Iceland. Fire yeah. in Iceland, that was, yeah. that was very nice, also. also. There was a documentary, you can find that at Amazon Prime, yeah. I think. Yeah, so if you want to go uh, and check out uh, Valor being interviewed there, you can do that. <laughs> and also, uh, just to add to it, it's such a beautiful weather in Iceland, and, and if someone is listening to this and you're travelling around Iceland, uh, it's definitely worth it to go to the lava right now because mm -hmm. the lava is still quite hot, mm -hmm. uh, although not dangerously hot, of course, but there is so much snow also. So the snow is always melting and it's, it, it's, it may, it's a pretty unique sight to see. So it's, it's always beautiful, even it's, afterwards. Yeah, it's still, it's it keeps on beautiful. giving. <laughs> it's still, I think actually that's a really good point to make because I think there are plenty of people who come now who think, oh, I've missed the eruption, there's yeah. no point going there. It's still amazing. Yeah. You can see like the full volume of the lava that came out, which although we're told that this, you know, this is a very small eruption compared to lots, when you see it, you're like, yeah, small, it's relative, <laughs> it's still an eruption. Yeah, right. And it, yeah, it is just a beautiful, beautiful sight. So definitely, yeah, go if you can. And uh, I did want to mention this. It's perhaps not very newsy, but uh, it was in the news today that there is finally like a free uh, dictionary, Icelandic English yeah. dictionary, English Icelandic. 
so you can go to Ensk, which is the Icelandic, the short Icelandic way to say English, mm -hmm. and like ensk.is. We put the, the put it in the description. Yeah. But it's it's pretty good. You can find uh, like whatever there. It's very comfortable for me because uh, I need dictionaries like all the day, <sighs> and it it it's it like uh, it uh, explains everything. More or less. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so if you're if you're looking, if you're translating from English to Icelandic, this is the this is the dictionary to go to. I know a lot of people use uh, you know tr traditional Google Translate, but yeah. uh, this is this is going to be much more accurate for you. Much more accurate and keep in mind it's like it's only for English words. Mm -hmm. If you put English words into it, it, it translates to Icelandic. Mm -hmm. I noticed you can't put Icelandic words and translate it back. So it's uh, then you still have to rely on Google Translate, I yeah. guess, which is always getting battered, by the way. It is, but yeah. sometimes <laughs> the mess ups are just the funniest thing. Yeah, but, but it, yeah, but it, it's a really nice software, and it's it's very good, like at first glance, at least. Yeah. Uh, so we go into roads and weather. Well, we can looking outside the window. It Holmavik yeah. looks lovely. <laughs> Holmavik is perfect. It's it, it says minus one and three meters per second in yeah, wind. It's calm, it's beautiful, right. it's sunny. So come to Holmavik, basically, that's what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. But the weather is going to be quite wet. Uh, it's going to be wet and windy. That's our, our, the worst kind of weather. Uh, on Wednesday, what day is it? You, on Wednesday, it's going to be easterly wind, 3 to 10 meters per second, some uh, snow showers in the east part of Iceland, but partly dry elsewhere. Temperature is 1 to 5 degrees in Celsius. Uh, in the south part, but uh, light frost in the north and east. Southerly wind by evening and some rain, but then clearing up in the northeastern part. And on Thursday, uh, rather light south southerly wind and widely light I can't Precipitation. <laughs> Rain. Uh, Rain. <laughs> not this strong breeze in the afternoon in the west fjords and the north part with sleet or snow. Temperature up to 6 degrees in Celsius by the south coast, by, but the temperature around freezing point in the north. I mean, I think the main thing is that, like, temperature makes it sound that at the moment uh, we've had quite a broad range of temperatures. We've had very snowy weather, as yeah. you might have noticed, for uh, most of February and March so far. Mm -hmm. But it looks like, in general, things are warming up to be around uh, zero degrees, yes. going up into, uh, yeah, as high as, as four or five. Um, yeah. So what that means, unfortunately, is a lot of rain and, and yes. often very unsettled weather. So uh, windy, windy weather coming in. Yeah. Um, just watch when you're driving, obviously. And if you if you live actually in Vestfjörður or something like that, and you are, uh, and you have, uh, there's a lot of snow around you, you perhaps, uh, you need to prepare for a lot of like, like, Melting snow mm -hmm. and, and so on. It's, it's always a headache. Exactly. It's often the combination of these these different weathers that make the problem. So because we've had so much snow, if there's then a lot of rain and then temperatures drop below freezing again, you, you mm -hmm. will expect a lot of ice on the roads. At the moment, though, uh, road conditions are looking fine um, around the whole country. Almost uh, as far as I can see, all major routes are open. Um, that includes obviously Route 1 around the, the Ring Road around Iceland. Uh, everything is green on road.is, which means easily passable, which yeah. is delightful. <laughs> Very good. 
Um, it means we're going to have a good trip back home. Yes, um, <laughs> but always, of course, do check road.is before you make a journey and um, keep an eye on the weather as well. Vedur, or V-E-D-U-R dot I-S, all yes. links will be in the description. So that's it for the Icelandic Roundup. Yeah, the Icelandic Roundabout, as you called it in your latest <laughs> newscast, to my great chagrin. Yes, um, sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're sorry at all. That's the main problem. Anyway, that's it for the Icelandic round roundabout, roundup, whatever you were going to call yes. it. Um, uh, please uh, do check out our uh, YouTube and our new documentary. We really like it. We'd love to hear what you think. Drop us an email, grapevine at grapevine.is. And, and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and just remember, Lava Center and Lava Carrental. Thank you so much for your support and, and do check them out. And, and check out the Lava. So it's. Yes. It's a hat trick. It's, it's three kind of flowers. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>